All right, and welcome to this episode of the Beyond Nourish podcast. I am your host, Rochelle Girardin, and this is the podcast where I typically teach you of ways to improve your kitchen experience, whether through healthifying your recipes or improving your efficiency. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I've got a guest, my first guest on this podcast. Um, I actually thought I would never have a guest. And then I realized it's just way more fun to talk to people every once in a while. And the guest that I have on today has so much information to share that will help you. And also she's just really, really funny. And I wanted to have a chance to chat with her because she's going to crack you guys up. She's going to crack me up. No pressure, Kate. But on today's podcast, we've got Kate of Kate's Custom Kitchen. And Kate is someone who did our holistic chef certification and business training program. She was part of the OG course. She may have even been the first student that signed up. And she's definitely the most memorable thus far. She's become our main cheerleader and also just super successful in this endeavor um, going from I'll let her tell you where she came from but going from zero to holistic chef and just really taking her business off the ground and I wanted to take a brief um, pause in teaching you guys about efficiency today and really just share with you a success story of the people that have gone through our holistic chef certification course um, in case this is something that you might be interested in. So welcome, Kate. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. We're both in Vancouver at the moment. Um, luckily, you guys can't see what I look like. Kate, you look great, by the way. <laughs> been in the kitchen sweating all day. <laughs> we are here uh, in Vancouver and we're going to start with this with this first podcast because we're actually going to be doing this in three parts. I just have so much that I want to squeeze out of Kate that we're not going to get it all done in this one episode. So first of all, let's talk about Kate, how you ended up in the Holistic Chef Certification Program and what you were doing. Sorry, I said a year from now, but I guess it's been two years now. Right? I think it's been about a year and a half because we started the course in June of 2020. So in March of 2020, I had been running restaurants for nearly 10 years and, and we were laid off. So I was cruising on CERB for a couple of months trying to figure out what I was going to do next, whether restaurants would open again, whether I even wanted to be in a restaurant again. Um, I felt like I had really run my course in terms of being in a healthy state of mind and physically running restaurants. I'm sure a lot of people out there can uh, relate to that. So I just wanted to take a couple of months and ride EI. I had never been on EI before. And I just thought I've been paying into this my whole life. <laughs> like I want these checks. And then I actually had a phone call from my doctor that scheduled me for a major surgery I had been waiting for for many years. So I decided to get this surgery and continue to take time off and just take care of my health and get my body and my mind right. And then I would cross my next bridge when it came. And while I was sitting at my island house on Galliano, an Instagram message was sent to me about the course for the holistic chef training. And I think I sent a DM like within seconds. <laughs> How do you sign up? What does it cost? How do we do this? 
Um, I was sitting with my mom. I showed my mom and she was like, yeah, do that. I was sitting with my partner, do that. Everybody was on board. Um, I'm pretty sure I had $300 in my bank accounts, plural, 300 across the board. Uh, We were living legitimately paycheck to paycheck because of COVID. And I didn't know how I was going to get the money, but I knew that it was going to be money well spent. So I called around for some loans. And I think you and I had our call like a week later and the rest is history. I may have been the first sign up. I was very keen. I'm, I'm also a bit of a keener when I want something, I'll be the yeah. first one to sign up. I was the first person to sign up to holistic nutrition school when they opened up a Vancouver campus. I'm, I'm the first in line if I really want something and yeah. I can be bothered otherwise. Um, but I did just remember something, which was when we originally spoke, I was actually advertising a free mentorship. That's what it was. Yeah. The course didn't even exist yet. The course became the byproduct of all of the people that were interested in learning how to make at least $50,000 as a holistic chef. And so I took one person under my wing who became under the wing of the course, but we ended up helping, you know, 15 other people instead mm-hmm. of one. And, you know, we've gone on to run that course a number of times now. So that was the original thing. It was, I hey, to do this mano y mano. And then we ended up with a group. Yeah, I forgot about that. And the, you had so many applicants. Like, that's a testament to how great it sounded, obviously. Um, and thank God for that, because if I wasn't chosen as the one on one, none of this would have happened. That's crazy. I, that's I blowing my heart. The course has just become so, um, you know, you forget where you were two years ago. So it's funny to revisit this, you know, where we were at at that time. And, you know, on the other end of it, I was also figuring out how to deal with COVID on my side. We didn't know at that point if we were safe to run food service. Two of my staff got sick immediately. It actually wasn't COVID related. So, so we think, Um, but they couldn't work. And it was just this moment of do or die in my business as well being like, you know, I hate this word because it's been so overused, but the word pivot, you know, like I really did need to come up with something in my business. And I mean, cooking for so long, but I love it. I still do. I actually just took a new job recently because I was missing being in the kitchen, but to have something exciting and new to share was, I was up every night, just like so inspired to work on that course. And since then we've had a few um, renditions from the beta to the first one to the second one and so on, um, improving it a little bit, but really the bare bones of it came out of like a gift from the heavens because it was just like a stream of consciousness, get it all out of me. I need people to do this. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, you talked about your bank account being pretty narrow. You talked about reaching out to some people who, who, you know, believed in you at least, but do you remember what your mindset was like in having to spend a little money to know that, you know, were you just dead certain that you were going to be successful? Like, how did you decide to take that leap? Um, so my theory was I was sick to death of working for other people. And I had a bad run with bosses for a while in the restaurant world. 
Um, so I was a little bruised. It was, it was pretty good timing in terms of that. So I was very much ready to do my own thing. I love working alone. As I've recently learned, I love working alone. I love working alone. So that part, the, the being your own boss part really spoke to me, but I also, I grew up cooking. I grew up around food. I cook for myself every single day, multiple times a day. So I was already very comfortable in the kitchen and very confident in the fact that I could cook. Um, I was also the only person in our course that was not a nutritionist. So I was a little nervous about that. I was going to lack a lot of the education that the other applicants would have, but I also eat a generally pretty healthy whole food diet anyway. So I figured I would just learn as we went. Um, but basically it was kind of do or die. It was either you do this or you go back and run a local spot and work insane hours and make like no money. Like I can't believe the difference in money from less than two years ago to now. Yeah, It is the most <laughs> freeing portion of this entire journey. And I don't think that success is hundred percent related to your income. But being able to make a grand purchase and not even think of checking what's in the bank account before you do it is the best feeling I think I've ever had in terms of work. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. I got so many things to say right now. First of all, for those of you that don't know much about this course, just to let you know, we teach roughly 50% business training out of it, where I open up truly the, the back end of Beyond Nourish and what we've done in terms of systems and procedures, not just how we do them now, but how we've done them throughout um, so that people can decide and pick and choose what works for them. And it's more of an advice. And this is why this didn't work for us. Maybe it'll work for you. And then we also teach culinary side of things, mostly based around efficiency. A lot of people know how to cook. Not a lot of people know how to translate that to knowing how to cook for dollars. So sure, you make the best brand muffins there are out there, but it takes you three and a half hours. It's not really a capitalized business model in that sense. It's not scalable in that sense. So we really teach people how to take their joy of cooking and turning it into a little bit more of a business. And we teach a very small fraction of nutritional information. Most of the people that come into this are actually looking to start a business. Uh, if they have nutrition background, fantastic. But we really set just the principles of what it means to be a holistic chef. And a lot of people that eat a relatively healthy diet can really take that on because we know that the word healthy is deemed different by so many people. And we don't fall into any type of certain dogma when it comes to teaching perspective. So we really leave that uh, for people to explore on their own, but we really do teach on how to bridge that word holistic into our culinary training. Secondary, Kate just made a great comment about how she said her success is not necessarily just intrinsic of her, the amount of money she makes. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Kate on today is because she also has some of the best boundaries I have ever experienced in my life. We teach boundaries in this course, um, a couple of different ways we go about it. But Kate, why don't you just tell our listeners today just some of the really awesome boundaries you have around business and the protection of now that you're, you're your own boss, how you balance your personal life and your business life? Oh my gosh, you're so, it's like you're reading the notes right off my page. 
So the number one thing I do to ensure my business is successful um, for myself and my business is to establish and adhere to super strict boundaries. Um, And I know that's like a really hot topic word, but I used to work 24-7 in restaurants. It doesn't matter if you were off on a Monday, Tuesday, you were always on. Your phone was always on. Um, you're never really tuning out. So the first thing I did, I think it was within six months, I determined business hours. I work between these hours and on these days. My days off are Thursday, Friday. That's not normal days off for most of the people that I cater to. Um, So they love to chat on a Thursday about menu items and um, invoices, but I do not respond to anything took a while to get them to kind of fall in line with that. Also at that time, I was fluctuating between a lot of different kind of jobs. So I was contracting for Beyond Nourished. I was also contracting for two other companies. So it was harder to do the boundaries then because I was technically working for other people who needed answers when they needed answers. But once I got rid of all of my contract jobs, that went into my email signature. It's on my website. It's on Google. Like, do not do not contact me on my days off. And also, I don't respond to things after 5 p.m. Or And if you get an email from me after 5 or before 9 a.m., you're welcome. <laughs> also, it says that I will not respond probably for two days because from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I am strictly in the kitchen. I don't even open my computer. I work completely off a notebook, sometimes my phone for recipes, but I don't even open my computer to do emails. Um, Also, I find, and I talk to a lot of people who do what we do, and a lot of entrepreneurs in general that I've um, built a community of now, and I think one of the biggest issues so many people face with running their own business and burnout is that they don't schedule the time. So if you don't know every week, that you have Thursday, which is my day, to have sacred time for yourself doing whatever. Some days I watch Real Housewives for eight hours. It's the only thing I can get my brain to turn off. Only thing. But whatever it is, hiking, whatever it is, if you don't set that time to take care of yourself, nobody else will. And the week will get away from you. So I also take three days off a week. I only work four days a week. I work 12, 13 hours in those four days to make sure I can get everything in. Um, But I also know that two-day weekends are a joke. Mm -hmm. And whoever said that, like, you spend your first day of your weekend taking care of yourself and socializing. And then the second day of your weekend, you take care of your life. You do your laundry. You do your groceries. You do your dishes. Like, forget it. Then you have no time to rest. Yeah, yeah. You're not resting. Even if you work a normal, a, a normal, an air quoting, a normal work week of 40 hours, you still need downtime to yourself. So schedule business hours, schedule email hours, schedule a day for yourself. Um, that's the biggest one. The Thursdays are so sacred. You're the only person I've ever broken my email rule for. Thank you so much. <laughs> Broke my boundary. Um well, sometimes things just need to get done. And I appreciate Kate's uh, little bending, but I knew that it ca- it came at a very um, high price, I will say. 
So I don't know if we actually covered this yet, but just to make sure that everybody is on the same page, um, when Kate's talking about the work that she does, she's currently working for clients on a personal chef level, private chef level. She is uh, cooking for probably, what, six to eight, eight clients per week? Yeah. Eight, fam- and- eight full families, yeah. Eight whole family. She's got her hands full. And uh, this is the style of cooking that we also teach because we find that it's what the market wants most of, most of the time. Uh, I spent the many, many last years of my career working for somebody every day. And while that is usually um, the job of a private chef, we find that we actually cook for people more on a weekly basis and just do one client per day or two clients per day uh, and let that food take them, you know, half of their week to, to finish or their full week to kind of finish. So yeah, it's, um, it's a wonderful way to go about doing business. And, and what I love about what Kate's done is she's found a way to make it work for her. And let's talk about a little bit of the success that we've had in terms of monetary value, because I really do feel like you've also found the success in the life that you want to live, which is taking these two or three days off to really enjoy your life doing whatever the hell you want to do whether that be sit at home or go on adventures or or work more like who knows but mm-hmm. whatever you do in those three days is Kate's decision and nobody else's decision yeah that's- that is that's huge I think the other thing too is that I, I like that you mentioned um earlier that you just started cooking again because you had missed being in the kitchen so I've been doing this full time now for a year and a half uh I got my first client September 2020. So I've been doing this for a year and a half and I was starting to find that being in the kitchen four days a week was starting to become monotonous, I guess, like you're doing the same thing pretty much every day. So I started a side hustle outside of private chefing and opened a lasagna service and was doing that twice a month. So on one of my three days off, I would devote um, a full day to making scratch lasagnas and then lasagna season kind of ended because what is lasagna season can you explain this like in the winter (laughs) I'm not eating lasagna in July in a heat wave (laughs) I don't think you could put a lasagna in an air fryer I don't know (laughs) maybe but I was still kind of I, I was still a little bored and so um I took a teaching job. So now I teach once a month. um, And that is all I need in terms of work social. I turn on all of my sparkle. We cook for two hours together on Zoom or in person. I'm starting with seniors this month. So we're going to have seniors as couples come and do a Zoom and learn how to make a Thai curry. So it's stuff like that that gets me out of the kind of general routine, but, and, and the money is there too. They're also paying top dollar for stuff like that. The lasagnas were very successful. Um, I couldn't keep up with the demand. If I'm honest, I think that if we relaunch that again, we would have to do it in a much more commercial way, which is always an option down the road. The opportunities really after you finish this course are endless. Mm. they really are it doesn't you don't have to walk out of the course and just decide that you're going to be a personal chef for someone Mm -hmm. um I think you get the tools to start the business and then the business can go in a million different directions I'm just the type of person that when a direction kind of showed up I said yes yeah yeah which I and the best the best part about being your own boss is that if you try a new direction and you hate it you can just stop 
Yeah, very much. You don't have to do it. Agreed. Um, Okay. I want to know what you feel are the three things that's, that have allowed you to be successful in this endeavor. What do you think puts Kate's custom kitchen above anyone else that's may, may have tried this and, and not done so well? What are, what do you do that sets you apart or that other people could look at your business and say, Oh, those are the things I need to concentrate on. Okay. Well, my first answer was going to be that I work probably 10 times harder than most people. And I mean, and I mean that, and I mean that I, I, I am an aggressive worker. I'm up at, you know, before 5am and I'm hightailing it throughout the day. Um, I work really, really, really hard. This isn't something that just like falls into your lap. You, you can take the course and the course gave me pretty much every tool I possibly needed to make this business successful, but you have to put in the work. Um, but the thing that we do that's different from everybody else that I'm super proud of is that the eight families that I cook for currently all have, um, I like to call them, uh, we're finding dietary solutions. So we don't call them dietary restrictions or dietary concerns. We are here simply to help families find dietary solutions. So seven out of the eight families I cook for currently, one of the family members to two of the family members say are vegan, the rest of the family eats meat, or they are dairy-free and gluten-free, and the rest of the family can eat that. So whatever meal they are getting, I feel like I'm going to give away my secret, and then everybody is going to do this. (laughs) But I think more people should because I can't take on any more work. So if you could figure out how to do this, I encourage it. Um, So all of my families sit down to the exact same meal for dinner, but catered specifically to how they can enjoy it. So if you're getting enchiladas, someone will have chicken with a flour tortilla and regular cheese. Someone will have dairy-free cheese and a flour tortilla and beans et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But no one is feeling like they are missing out. Mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. one is feeling like they have to sit down and have a salad because everybody else was having a steak dinner that night. So what I'm hearing you say is what sets you apart is really listen to, listening to your clients' desires and, and requirements and finding a ma- way to make it work rather than being like, no, you're not all going to eat the same. I, I can't do that. Yeah, a big one that I found with most of the people that had tried a meal service before joining with mine was that, um, especially meal services like, um, what are they called? Like HelloFresh, the ones that are delivered and you still cook them yourself. Mm-hmm. The biggest complaint that they had about meal services before joining mine was that it couldn't cater to everyone in their family. So the money didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. If you're spending the type of money that we are charging for these services, it has to make sense for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. No one is forking out this kind of cash to then be told no. Also, restaurant rule, number one, say yes to the guest. Yeah, yeah. Say yes to the guest. Even if we don't know how to figure it out yet, you just say yes and you figure it out later. Yeah. I, I think that we had a very, you know, if we were to draw a paralleled success between you and I, I think three of the things for me that come to mind is 
I see what a hard worker you are. And so sure, somebody can give me the the framework to something, but I, I know you knew that you have to do the work. You have to yeah. put in the time and make it, make it, you know, doable. The other thing is not being afraid of hard work. So we're talking about Kate's success right now. We're talking about, um, you know, the success that you can have when you take this course, but you cannot expect it to just happen for you. We both come from the restaurant industry. I was a server for, basically my entire life, I became a server and then I started a business. That's been the trajectory of my life. But what I know how to do is work long hours, be on my feet. I'm used to working without breaks, you know, that type of thing. And it's just the style of work that it is. And and it's not for everybody, but Kate and many of our other students are great uh, examples of the success that you can have uh, in it. And again, success might be cooking for eight clients like Kate does. Success might also just be cooking for one client and making, you know, 2000 bucks a month and and using it as your, your side hustle. So it's not necessarily that this needs to be your full-time job. Uh, it's also not that you need to um, make it bigger than, than just yourself. One of the things I also love about Kate and she might have plans to expand, but I love that she's working on her own. I always think back to those days, you know, 10 years ago when it was just me very fondly. I really, I'm like Kate. I also love to work alone. And so it's really interesting, you know, having a relatively large team now, I I play the role of boss quite well. And at the same time, if I can have a day alone in the kitchen, I kind of prefer it. Nothing against anybody, but it just is when I'm in my, my own flow, I'm, I'm good at it. And I can see that Kate is kind of similar. So there's some, some things there that I see in, in you that I definitely own myself and, and would accredit to getting me to, to where I am today. So, um, Kate, Lastly, I want to just discuss, did you think at the beginning of taking this, uh, well, in contacting me, let's say, because it wasn't about the course necessarily right away. um, Did you think that this was possible? Did you think that you could do this? You know, have you reached kind of that level that that you you were desiring or have you gone above it? Where (laughs) we are so surpassed. I didn't, I honestly didn't know. Like I got my first client before we were even done. And one of the tips in the course about like, I don't remember which section it was in, but it was like finding clients or pursuing clients. And I used to joke that I was just going to go to Whole Foods and drop, just drop my business card into people's grocery bags. But I actually ended up at a barbecue um, in late July, 2022. So we were only like halfway through and got to talking about what I was doing, et cetera. And uh, one of the people there said, I actually know someone who would be perfect for this. And they linked us up and by, yeah, we had signed a contract by mid-August. My first day was the first week of September. And I re- and she was my only client and I priced way too low. That would be my number one tip. Price higher than you think you're worth. Whatever your self-worth is, times it by 10. And that should be your starting price because you won't make any money up where I started. Um, and my first client was five dinners, two lunches, and two breakfasts for $200. No, Kate. No, Kate. I don't even cook for people that want that much food anymore. True story. This was one person. Boy. Full, full family style, four serving dinners so they could entertain during the week. $200 a week, prime spot Monday. And 
a kitchen smaller than my bathroom, no dishwasher, no counter space, apartment-sized fridge and stove. You guys stay tuned for (laughs) the following episode, not the next one, but the one after that. Um, we're going to get into some kitchen nightmares and I have a feeling if I let Kate keep going on here, she's just going to keep telling us the horrible <laughs> stories that have happened this far, but we'll get into those in a, in a further episode, but sorry, Kate, keep going. So I think that when I first started my, my real goal, honestly, we ha- I had worked so hard for so many years and been so financially stressed all the time, even running restaurants. Like my partner and I both ran restaurants. He as a male consistently made double what I would make in a salary, working the same level job. So my goal was truly just to make enough money so that we weren't financially stressed. Not even that we wouldn't have to check the bank account, but that we maybe weren't living paycheck to paycheck. Right. And now, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I can buy a Vitamix and not even look at the checking account. And that feels really, really good. I remember a similar feeling of, I knew that I had reached a certain level of success when I could spend freely. I've always been That's a what it is. frugal person. I, I don't need all the bells and whistles. And I knew that if I wanted it most likely, you know, it was somewhat attainable to me and, you know, the bar grows as you start to make more money, but I wanted to spend money freely. I didn't want to always let price dictate what mm-hmm. I was ordering, what I was buying, who mm-hmm. I was generous toward all of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So I think that it's so inspiring where you've become. And at the same time, I just want to say that I acknowledge all of the hard work that it's taken to get there. It didn't just fall into your lap. You have worked very hard from everything of social media, getting out there, putting your name out there. Like Kate knows, for those of you that are thinking about getting into this industry, who you know and the relationships is the bottom line of the success of your business. If you... Kate knows everybody. She's sending people here, she's sending people there, and she's doing the work. It's not because she, you know, she's been around Vancouver for a while, I think, um, and has connections that way. But at the same time, it's just about fostering those relationships. I mean, Kate, I would say that you know way more people in the holistic nutrition chef services com- um, industry than I do. Like, you're just putting yourself out there and people have come to know you. You're personable, you're likable, and you know, you're also reliable. And I think that people just really appreciate that. And that's why you have a successful business and can run your business like a boss as you are. So we want to share some some more of Kate, um, but we're going to wrap up this this episode unless Kate has anything else that she's just dying to share in this moment. But it was really just to set the stage of what is possible, um, focusing where Kate was at a year and a half ago. We were just in the beginning of COVID when all of this started to be a conversation. Kate was you know, tired of being in the service industry. She was tired of not making any money anymore. She's tired of working long hours late at night for people that she didn't want to work for in an industry she didn't want to be in. And, you know, if you had to sum up your life in three words now, what would it be? Happy, healthy, rich. (laughs) There you go. All right, folks. See that? <laughs> that is the perfect mic drop to end this uh, this wonderful episode. I didn't say rich first, <laughs> to be clear. Yeah, I would have been okay with everybody, I think. Um, 
I love it. If you'd like more information about our Holistic Chef Certification course, uh, please click the link below. I'm sure there's one existing somewhere. It exists on our social media. It's a brilliant thing. You can pretty much find anything. Google us, do what you got to do, but uh, check out that course if you feel inspired to become a holistic chef and uh, start to make some dollars like, like Kate did. Tune into the next episode. Uh, we will be getting into some more juicy stuff in the kitchen. Thank you for coming on, Kate. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks.